everybody. Hi. Welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic. The podcast. That's Tracy. <laughs> I'm Laura. And today, it's going to be slightly different, today's episode. Ooh. For people that have seen the socials, there's been a little tease, hasn't there? That mm-hmm. you're going to freak me out. Yeah. So, hopefully, bring it on. <laughs> hopefully, satisfactorily freak you out. Give us an intro, Tracy. <clears throat> so, this week's episode is going to be on the Beechworth Asylum. Nice. Mm, I've been to Beechworth, but not the asylum. Beechworth is beautiful. It is. Just FYI. It's a very historical town as well. Great honey. Mm. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah, Beechworth honey, of course. Yes, and a really good sort of pub brewery slash pizza place. Mm, Let's go when we go there. Let's do it. Because we're going. Oh. oh. And you're going to be so ready. (laughs) When they they let us back in. (laughs) Or when we choose to go back in. Yeah. For our Victorian listeners, we're thinking of you. Yeah, and we're going to get down there as soon as we possibly can. Yes. Um, so the Beechworth Asylum, what, um, I'm doing that again, um, is otherwise it. known as or previously known as Mayday Hills Asylum. So it's changed name over the years since it originally opened. Right. But it can be known as both. So this episode is going to be about Mayday Hills, Acker Beechworth Asylum. And um, I'm going to... Did you say just... Acker? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that before. I've always heard AKA, but not ACA. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Who even are you? I don't know. Who am I? Wow. You are a spiritual being. (laughs) 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 So um, I'm going to do a lot of reading of all of this really cool, creepy, fun, factual information that I have uncovered in my hunt, which I love doing. There's going to be lots of, um, lots of sort of like cool, interesting facts about Beechworth, Mayday Hills, but also the resident ghosts that lurk the halls as well as the grounds. Um, and I, I'm going to hopefully scare Laura and all of our listeners a little bit and freak you all out suitably. You know you will. If and you've ever, that's yeah, okay. that's a given. Well, because you're psychic, you clearly know that you're going to fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> you should see her face. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to put heaps of visuals up on our Insta as well. So I'll put up some uh, photos from taken from Mayday Hills, uh, both in the present like so now from uh, ghost hunters and paranormal investigators as well as in the past, which Coolness. they're all very, very creepy. Um, and my plan is to, when we can, get down to Beechworth and do a tour. So I would love whoever is listening who gets, you know, freaked out by this but also excited about this to put their hand up and let us know interest so that when we can do that, yes. we can all come together and go down there and freak each other out. Road trip. Yay. So... Beechworth Asylum, and feel free to interrupt with questions or just like oh, I sound, do. sounds of shock horror and oh, creep out. Okay. <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> Nervous farts, okay? <laughs> it's a small room. Maybe not. <laughs> we have the incense going, so. It could be masked. Yeah, but the sound won't be. No. And I don't think Maddie would be able to. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. Let's progress. Uh, so, Beechworth Asylum opened in 1867. And it closed in 1995, so 128 years in business. Yeah, in good business. <laughs> I reckon, except 9,000 deaths were recorded That's in that 128-year period. Any idea on how many total occupants? 12,000. 12,000? And 9,000 died. No. Yes. Truly. Truly. Wow. That's why it's my number one. That's why I'm doing this one first. That's why you've been all kinds of levels of fucked up Potentially. today. And you're like, oh, I'm all tingly. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway. Hospitals down the road. So, and you're a nurse, so I'm safe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, can you believe it or not, the asylum was actually built on a hill. Do you know why it was built on a hill, Lara? Oh, okay. I was going to say, is that the strange part? So you can roll dead bodies down (laughs) it? No. (laughs) Not. You know what, though? No, but what they did with the dead bodies was equally as as disgusting. So, um, no, but have another guess. Oh, so, no. Okay, that's an even more worse guess. (laughs) Okay, maybe don't do that one. I'll just tell you. (laughs) So there was a belief that if they 
built their asylum on the hill that the altitude would cleanse the patients of their illnesses and that the winds would blow away their mental afflictions. Right. Okay. Well, Mm. that's plausible. (laughs) That could happen. That's very new agey. Yeah. Well, even (laughs) worse. Like very. I was when I read that I was like, "You kidding me? Really?" But someone had that idea. Someone else agreed, and then it actually got built on the hill. Correct. Because that is in the eighteen hundreds a good way to deal with things like that. Correct. Nice. I know. I was just like, Laura's gonna love this. So, um, the reason why the mental asylum was built was because the uh, penitentiaries were overflowing, like literally overflowing. And it was full of a lot of bad people in terms of um, angry people, violent people, aggressive people. And they just, well, they weren't coping and they were just spilling out. And so they were putting them into these other asylums that they had, but they were just too small. So they built uh, Beechworth along with two others uh, to accommodate for the overspill. So a lot of the original people who went into the asylum were actually just people from the jail just prisoners just prisoners because people from the asylums is like for mentally ill people right it's a lunatic asylum so not even mentally ill like actual crazy well there are four distinctions for lunacy oh well there were four distinctions for lunacy that qualified you enlighten me dementia oh yes Mm. of course paranoia yes mania mania and melancholy oh However, that was just for the lunacy. Not but, hysteria. That's a good one. <laughs> well, that is. But this was back then. This yep. is in the 1800s, 1867. They were the four ways that you could land yourself in the asylum. But uh, the other things, or the other, I guess, things that people suffered with that were living in there were schizophrenic people, people with epilepsy, Down syndrome, yeah. autism, and unfortunately... Um, a lot of the women in there simply just suffered with postnatal depression. Yeah. Because they tracked um, after they had given birth and then they would become depressed. And there was this huge uh, figure in terms of the number of women who would go to the asylum and never come out just simply because of postnatal depression. Wow. Um, what a time to be alive. I know, right? And there were only two signatures required to have to be entered into the asylum. For women? For anyone. Right. So it had to be someone that knew you and someone of stature within the community. So you could get the local, um, what's the guy who owns the pub? The publican? The local publican. You could get the local politician. You could get the local priest. You could get your mate who owned the local farming mill or whatever to sign it as long as it was someone of public stature. And it took eight signatures to be released. So two to enter and eight to be released. So only a third of patients that entered would be released ever, apart from the ones that escaped. And the ones that died. And the ones that died. Uh-huh. Wow. I know. It's, it's so hectic. grim. I know. It's pretty, it's pretty hell. So at any one time, there was 1,200 patients on site and 500 staff. Um. For women as well, a lot of their husbands would just admit them into the asylum because they were having affairs, like the men were having affairs and they wanted to have new wives, a, a little bit like the um, Parramatta yeah. place that I mentioned in another familiar. episode. Sure. Yeah. So prior to the 1950s, um, when medication was introduced, electric shock therapy was used there as well as isolation cages, restraints like the um, straight jackets, and I've got some really cool photos of those apparatuses um and some of them are actually still around that you can see and they're in museums and things like that as well so that's pretty hectic um but one one thing that i found out that i never knew existed was ha-ha walls have you ever heard of a ha-ha wall no it is such a fucking cruel name for what it is Uh oh so i'm gonna put up a photo of it on insta as well Uh so from the inside of the asylum the, the perimeter of the grounds, before a couple of metres, three metres before the wall of the grounds, there would be a drop, like a trench dug. 
so that the wall, instead of being the height that it looked from the ground, as you got closer to it, you realize that the, the wall was actually really high because it was built down and up on a hill. Mm-hmm. So from the outside, it looked like a three meter wall that anyone could jump and that no one was imprisoned in the asylum. But from the inside, you could not get out. Like there was no way you could climb those walls. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. called a ha-ha wall. That's just mean. Yeah. That's just mean, I think. Like what a horrible so, name for a wall. It makes sense in terms of the wall. It's a trick wall. But why the fuck would you call it a ha-ha wall? Yeah, it is pretty. It's just yeah. awful. Don't you think? Yeah. I was like, that broke my heart. It's just like, ha-ha. That's preventing people from escaping. Yes. Yeah. But from the outside, it's supposed to make everyone else on the outside feel okay with the fact that their people are over that wall because they're not locked in there. They're not kept in there. They can come out if they please. No, they can't. Sure. They can't climb that wall. Yeah. They're never going to climb that wall. No, they can't. Mm. So that was um, that was pretty awful. And that's actually what they called them, ha-ha Yeah, they're called ha-ha walls. And so that was the first asylum, I believe, to have ever... Uh, implemented that and so throughout the world the ha-ha wall ended up becoming something that other places used it sounds like a very primary school name or even it's like ha-ha yeah yeah i think we could have come up with better names i think we could yeah asshole wall (laughs) (laughs) anyway so go ahead just mean dickhead wall yeah so in 1868 so a year after it opened the mortuary was built and patients who died... A whole year after. Wow, mm-hmm. I think there'd be some backlog there. Well, a whole year after, anyone who died would find themselves in unmarked mass graves. Down the hill? Nope. Nope. Top of the hill. Ooh. With their feet facing away from society. To further, I guess, identify their differences and and their rejection. And it wasn't until the 1980s that these bodies were exhumed and they were all given their own graves and their own headstones. Wow. And done in a kind and humane... Humane, respectful way. Yeah. So I just found that incredibly, incredibly sad, but it was at this point that I just started to go, imagine the freaking spirits on this land. Like, can you imagine... First of all, we've got people in there, 1,200 patients. We've got things like cages. We've got electric shock therapy. We've got straight jackets. We've got people in there who have come from the jail, who are murderers, who are complete psychopaths. We've got schizophrenics. We've got epileptics, Down syndromes, autistic. We've got all of these people in there, and none of them are medicated for themselves, and they're all just chucked into one. All lumped in together. All and... lumped in together. Now, it's believed that it was supposed to be an adults-only facility. However, there is records of children as young as six being kept with... Everyone else. Basically, essentially. That's sick. So, um, there are two rooms that um, are the most well-known. And... These two belong to the men's buildings. There is the bull pit, which is called the bull pit. Have a guess why, Laura. <laughs> I don't know. Was it like a little gladiator fighting rink? Well, it probably would have been because it housed the 18 to 25-year-old men who were the most violent and aggressive. So these were the guys that probably weren't meant to be in a mental asylum. They were just pure evil. Fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where it's reported that the younger six-year-old, like the younger six-year-old that's on record was housed in the bull pit. Wow. So I can only imagine what that would have been like in terms of being around men that came from the jail and you're a six-year-old who was probably either mute or maybe autistic or epileptic or Down syndrome. Yeah. Can you just imagine, like, it's just, those people are How already, terrifying. yeah, they're already stuck and tortured within themselves yeah. because they don't have any help to, to balance or to feel better or to control yeah. or manage. And then they're just thrown in with, that. Like, yeah, it just makes me, it makes my heart hurt, but yeah. it also just makes me again start to think about 
what is there in terms of the energy. So we're going to hear some paper turning today yes. because I have had a migraine all week and just could not stare at the computer anymore. But you talked about the ball pit. Did you say there was two rooms? Yep. Um, so the Gravilia was the room that was originally uh, the infirmary okay. before it became the men's ward. And so in, when it was the infirmary, it housed all the infectious diseases. It's where they performed lobotomies. It's where they performed the shock therapy. And over 300 deaths alone were recorded in the one room. Oops. Yeah. Can't wait for that room. Yeah. <laughs> So they do tours through there. They do do tours. Crikey They Moses. do private tours and they do group tours Good and we will Lord. be having a private tour. So um, in this room, it's reported that um, it's an, it's a, the bull pit, sorry, is where there is a lot of anger, which you can imagine why, because it's where they house the aggressive 18 to 25-year-olds. Um, but they also believe that um, people in there will slam doors and they see uh, orbs of lights and things like that. But some people get scratched. Really? Yeah. And that's not good. No. So when we get the scratching happening where we're out of there, I'm secretly excited inside, but also still getting out of there. I'm not going to be stupid. And yeah. I wouldn't put anyone else in danger. But... Um, that's the, that paper flicking that Tracy yes. warned us about, so everybody. <laughs> it was like right in your ear too. Sorry. <laughs> um, but what we do have um, is Matron Sharp. Ooh. And Matron Sharp is the probably most famous um, spirit to inhabit Beechworth. Out of all the spirits. Out of all the spirits. In an asylum, it is the fucking scary matron. She's not scary. No? That's why she's the most well-known, because she's oh. not scary. Oh, that's nice. So Elizabeth Frances Sharp apparently was a stunningly beautiful brunette and worked at the asylum from 1879 to 1893. And the nurses back then, uh, they had to live on site. So all the nurses lived in a building that was built not long after they opened called the Nurses' Quarters. And uh, Elizabeth apparently haunts the building, but where she is is usually in the Gravillia room or the Gravillia house, and nurses... <laughs> I'm just tightening it up trying to help, but you're welcome, the everybody, microphone. for the squeakiness. The nurses uh, that worked there until it closed down claimed to have seen her quite regularly sitting next to the patients that were going in for shock therapy. Okay. And what they would notice was that the room would get icy cold and everyone in the room would report it. The room would get icy cold, but they would get this sense of comfort and and um just nurturing as well so she's very well known and she's um one of the the spirits that um a lot of people claim to see and to feel and to know in Beechworth which I I would love to meet her but unfortunately there's not much about her on Google in terms of her herself to I, I tried to find so much about who I'm she sure might have been did. yeah and there's really nothing like there's one photo of her which I'm going to put up and I just feel for her because um, I believe that, you know, she must have just just had such a, a, a kind, loving spirit about her. And when I kept reading all the stories about um, what she felt like and what her energy was like and what her kind of role was within the hospital, she just reminded me so much of you. And I was just like, oh, okay, I'm going to call Laura Matron nice. Sharp. <laughs> and I've just gone a fucking scary matron. <laughs> no, not scary. Honestly, though, matrons in nursing speak usually conjures fear. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and a bossy person yelling at you. That I get that. Making the beds right. <laughs> totally. Yep. Oh. I always think of the matron from Wanda Valley. What was that show? A country, a country practice. A country practice. Oh, wow. Yeah, I used to love that show. They I had a wombat. I really remember it. Um, okay. But you're a little bit older than I am. Sorry. But... <laughs> <laughs> Stab in the heart. <laughs> um, so now I'm going to just wound up, like wind up a little bit of the facts about uh, Beechworth, and then I'm going to move on to the famous ghosts that lurk the halls. Okay. So... In 1868, that mortuary was built, but 
in 1960s, the mortuary was converted to the Chapel of Resurrection. And if you want, you can get married there. Wow. Like, what the fuck? Like, now you can get married yeah. there. Okay. In an old mortuary. Uh-huh. Cool. On the grounds of the asylum. Yeah. Mm. Like, can and that's where I was thinking, you know, the mortuary wasn't built until a year after it opened. Where the fuck were those dead bodies? They were obviously in the mortuary. Like what I saw at the Q station, they stacked them. That's the marks on the wall that you can see. Like, why the hell? Like, I'm sorry, each to their own, but who in their right mind would want to get married in that church? Because it's pretty. It's pretty. Do your research, people. Like, is your where, is your marriage doomed? <laughs> <laughs> I just, so a mortuary is a place where maybe an autopsy is done. But if these people aren't requiring that, maybe that's why they waited an entire year. Maybe once they died, they didn't even want to prove how they died. Maybe they True. just... Flicked them. And then a year later, maybe the authorities are like, dude, what are you doing with your dead bodies? We need to view them first. And like, oh, okay, we'll make a mortuary now. I don't know. Just yeah. wondering out loud. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And now you can get married there. Well, that's cute. No. You, there's no amount of smudging that will clear that energy <laughs> there. <laughs> no amount of incense, holy water, smudging, nothing. Sorry. I, I just cannot believe that they would convert a mortuary to a church anyway. Like, who made that decision? Was it, could it have been a way to cleanse that space? <laughs> way to feel better about themselves? Maybe. Oh, it's just ridiculous. I was, like, scratching my head just going, did I read that right? Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. So in 19, fact. in the 1960s, um, around the same time that the church went into, uh, sorry, the mortuary got converted into the church, the nurses' quarters became the very first kind of its type, which was a nurses' school where they taught all these new and upcoming um, things in nursing, so new techniques and tools and This is still new on methods. the grounds of an asylum, though. Correct. A working asylum. Yes. Okay. So when we go there, we will visit the nurses' quarters, and it's one of the most haunted parts. So we're going, sister. Cool. <laughs> and... In 1990, oh, and sorry, the nurses' school now, though, is um, called the Lineker Nurses' Quarters Hotel. So you can sleep there. Ooh, penthouse style. Yes, they have a spa and a sauna and that's they where we're staying. Excellent. Uh-huh. <laughs> They've done it really nicely. <laughs> In 1992, which for me seems like yesterday because yes. not old slash Primary Old enough to feel times. like yesterday. <laughs> High school for me. 92. Was 92. Good Lord. Intellectually disabled were removed from the facility. Only in 1992. Better late than never. <gasps> so for 130 oh, years. Mm. It's just ridiculous. It is. Couldn't agree more. And in 1996, the hospital until it closed uh, in 1998. So in 1995, the asylum closed, but in 1996, it became a hospital um, that was focused on psychogeriatric and it had two wards. Guess what their names were, Laura? Um, Coloxal and Senna. <laughs> 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 Dementia and Alzheimer's. Stories about psychogeriatrics. <laughs> I'm sure you do. We can we can wait for those when we go what? do our thing. They can be like oh, palate cleansers yeah. for when we do the tour. Sure. <laughs> so what were they the, called? Tracy? The names of the two psychogeriatric wards were Emerald oh. and Amethyst. Cute. I kind of feel like whoever's spirit suggested that the asylum be built on the hill in order for the oh, altitude yes. and the wind to relieve the the ailments yes. i kind of feel like that spirit must have returned it must have 
because it feels very emeraldy and amethyst. I was just I like, whoa. It. I was like, man, this is like a story that just keeps like surprising me and surprising me at every turn in terms of what they do. It's just kind of full circle back to yeah. anyway. So then um, now actually. Now, not then, now. Now. It's actually used as a hotel and it's called the George Kerford Hotel. And you can go there and you can have events there. You can get married there. You can get married there. You can have Christmas parties there. Um, you can also just go and have a feed. Sure. Um, and it's all beautiful. But the people that bought it. Because um, it's on a hill, it would have great views. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's a beautiful venue. Uh, so because it's heritage listed in some, it's not heritage listed because of um, any sort of um, like historic. His, well, not really. Apparently, it's got something to do with the Italian architecture oh, or something. Okay. I don't know. I don't really know too much about that. It was only something that I saw today, and I didn't really look into it because I was like, I'm done, and I cannot do any more Beechworth, <laughs> and I kind of feel slightly possessed. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so. Um, the other thing too was that, um, that there was a fire in the 1950s and 400 naked men Ring were, the alarm. <laughs> were evacuated. <laughs> Why 11, were they all naked? I don't know. That was what I was just like, what the fuck? Sounds What steamy. do you mean naked? Yeah. yeah. Um, 11 escaped. Into the darkness. In the 1950s. Yes. Yep. Seven were captured over the next couple of days, but four remain free. Wow. Where did mm, they go? Who knows? Who knows? But there is a lot. So I'm going to move into some of the freaky shit now. So oh, hold so on. none of that was freaky shit? No, okay. that was just to prepare. And I tried to Set just be scene. really kind of uplifting and and cute. <laughs> <laughs> That's as cute as you get. You talk about <laughs> yeah. dead asylum people. Yeah, I know, That's right? Cute, and, Tracy. and I was trying to keep my head about me because I'm feeling all kinds of not grounded at the moment. I feel very off with the fairies. So I haven't really kept it as um, flowy as I wanted it to, but I'm just going to go with it anyway because some I like cool the shit's flow. happening. I'm, I'm, I'm down with your flow. Cool. You're picking up my flow? Oh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> Someone is, thank God. Okay. So now for the freaky shit. Now for the freaky shit. So, fun fact. Ned Kelly's uncle, Jim Kelly, he was a bit of a douche. So he burnt down Ned's mum's house. Oh, it's not very nice. No, when he was a bit of a young'un. And he was sentenced to 15 years hard labour. And that hard labour that he was sentenced to was the building of the asylum. And it's believed that after serving his time, he stayed on as a patient because he thought that he was broken from being there. So everything that he experienced while he was there, because sometimes if the weather was bad, they would just lock up the prisoners of the jail. This is so obviously this is the jail population that eventually were moved over to the asylum, but because the asylum wasn't built yet, they the jail, built it first. Yeah, they built it. So the prisoners built the asylum, and if it was too late or the weather was too bad, they would just lock up the prisoners in what was built of the asylum and then just make them work again. So they wouldn't go back to the jail for food and for whatever they needed. They'd just lock them up and keep them going. Wow. So they were starved, deprived of sleep, of, of you know, they were putrid, like just... Just basic know. human rights, you yeah, know, food, essentially. shelter, water. Essentially. So because of his time there after 15 years, he just decided to stay because... Just moved in. I'm broken. He built his house. Yep. And now I that there's here. a roof there, I might as well move in. You are the average of the five people you spend time with. Good Lord. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing, but, like, I guess you just become yep. your environment as well. But he would have been exposed to some hectic, hectic stuff. And if he was a bit of a bit of a fire starter, mm. then I'm guessing he was already a bit of a, a, bit of a words, dude. Douche. Douche. Um, but he was laid to rest in one of those unmarked graves, just chucked on in there, Ned Kelly's uncle. With his feet facing Yep, feet facing in the opposite direction. Um, and it was 
it's said also that they wanted to, um, I guess, keep the secrets. They didn't want the secrets to leave the souls. Some people have said that souls leave your feet. And so if their feet face the right direction towards the, towards society, towards healthy people, healthy-minded people, the normal people, that um, the souls will leak out and leak the secrets. So they want to keep the secrets. Hmm, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, pretty interesting. I think it's bullshit, but hey. <laughs> Heard it here first. Yep. So, bullshit. So there's heaps of stories about the Beechworth with people escaping or trying to escape, and they're kind of hilarious, actually, because... <laughs> I thought they were hilarious because I just imagine all these like naked, crazy people just like trying to jump a fence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, barbed wire. There goes my nutsack. <laughs> so one time a man disappeared and weeks later, the resident dog named Max, who is said to haunt the grounds, was found chewing on a leg. Oh, yummy. Later, the man's body was found up a tree. A week later. The dog was chewing on the bone. Uh, on the weeks later, oh, weeks. the resident dog Max was found yeah. chewing on a leg. Oh. And later the man's body was found up a tree. Mm, okay, I have questions. He's said to haunt the ground early in the morning. The dude up the tree yep. or the dog? The dude up the tree. How did the dog get the dude's leg? Did the dog obviously rip it off the... or did the, it rot and it fell off? Oh, probably. Ooh. That's a bit gross. Yeah, a bit gross. But that's what dogs like, you know, that's, that's what how they dogs bury like. their bones and then they come back uh-huh. when it's nice and juicy. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to be finding said tree first thing in the morning. Tracy. <laughs> and I'm going, here, Max, Max, You're got a so bone for you. Yeah. <laughs> so there is also another ghost that frequents the grounds on the outside of the asylum, and he's believed to be the beloved caretaker, Arthur. Now, Arthur is known as the man in the green woolly jacket and he just wanders around the garden and the nurses believe that, or it is believed that the nurses found him when he died. He died apparently of a heart attack on the grounds and when they found his body, it's believed that they found his wages, he used to get paid 10 shillings a week, they found his wages sewn into the seams of his jacket when he died because he was trying to save his pennies and they all knew that he was a really kind of um scrooge kind of character and so they never knew where he hid his money but because he was afraid because he lived on the grounds as well because he was afraid that people would steal his money he sewn it into his green jacket so clever it would have been a heavy jacket can you imagine far out because it would have been like an overcoat wool kind of thing heavy anyway and then with all the that metal in there Mm -hmm. i just thought that was a really cool little detail because it just shows like the that he obviously had his wits about him in some ways because he's hiding his money because it would have been stolen but for him to have done that in the first place like he would have had to have experienced someone stealing something surely it's just the times you know like you keep on your person what it is that matters the most to you um so in the bull pit, um, there is that um, angry sort of energy that seems to um, follow people around in that area. But there is said to be the door that regularly slams um, and there's also footsteps that go up and down the hallway. And this is where people have been scratched and there's some tapping and some knocking that goes on as well. And tapping and knocking, unless it is done via sort of like an intelligent setup. So if I was to sit down and say, okay, we're going to use tapping as the way that we're going to speak. Yeah. One tap is, yeah. Communication. Yeah. Which I don't like to do. I prefer to do light sources as opposed to tapping because tapping, you just never fucking know what you're going to get or who you're going to get. Um, yeah. And so there is a well-known eight year old little boy named Benjamin who has confirmed that he belonged in the bull pit, that he originated in the bull pit. He's eight. He's eight. Baby. Yeah. Um, But sometimes he's able to communicate, and usually it's the same story that people hear. Um, Why is he on repeat? Why is he telling everyone the same thing? Because that's what he does. So, like, people ask the same questions, you get the same Mm -hmm. answers, because everyone goes there and asks, who is this? He says his name. How old are you? He'll say how old he is. Doesn't he get bored? Why doing are you that? there? No. 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 Just likes chatting. Yeah. They don't understand boredom. 
don't they? Can you imagine if a spirit understood boredom? No. We've got a lot of fucking bored ghosts. Like, yeah. So they just do it. Yeah. Do they know that they're doing it all the time? No. No. It's not a thing because they're not. They don't understand time. True. And they're only there when we're there. Hmm. So. Um, it's said that he originated in the bull pit, but sometimes he's found in the kitchen. But he's not a sweet little boy. Oh, I was picturing a sweet little boy. No, Benjamin's no. not a sweet little boy. Naughty Benjamin. He scratches people, taps oh. and knocks, and he actually runs at people. To scare them? Yeah. So you hear the footsteps coming towards you and it's running towards you. I would wet myself, just uh-huh. so you know. We Warning. will take nappies. Yeah. We will. I'll wet dark pants. <laughs> Can't see wet patches in dark pants. Um, there is also a um, a famous photo, actually, of a girl who is holding a teddy bear. Um, and this was taken in the Gravillia building, um, and it was taken by a man named Alan Tiller in 2015. And he is a very well-known Australian paranormal investigator and photographer. Oh, cool. And it is a proper capture. Like, it... it it is a legit capture of a spirit, and I'm going to put that up. It's incredible. Like, it is super, super fucking eerie. Super eerie. Um, but it is just, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. What's her story, though? Um, we're not quite sure. They haven't been able to communicate with her enough to be able to understand. She's quite scared. Isn't that amazing that you can see her properly in a photo, mm. but you can't, can't get communicate. her story? Mm. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if I could. Oh, I wonder. Challenge accepted. I will be trying damn fucking hard, let me tell you. So you've seen the photo, though? I've seen the photo. And you didn't get anything from that? Um, No, not really. Because you do that. That's the thing you do. I do do that. You did that with my my dear um, Ina's photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do do that. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's one of different. those... Yeah, it's mm-hmm. one of those things that... Oh, it's one of those things that... Um, did you just I get your want to do again? Yeah. I'm just showing Laura the photos. Yeah, I'm just looking at these ghosty. Pretty cool, huh? They are pretty cool. So, um, I'm going to put that photo up as well, and it's a it's a legitimate capture, and it went worldwide. So a lot of people come to Beechworth because of that photo. It's a very famous really? photo. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Hmm. So we'll be taking lots of photos when we go. We'll be taking our ghost hunting equipment with us. Um, so. There was also a 2018 investigation, so only a couple of years ago, and it's called the Into the Unknown, and you can watch it on YouTube. And they do a spirit box interaction with an intelligent um, little boy, and he says that his name is Freddie. Uh, But there's actually two voices that get picked up in this interaction, and one is a man and one is a boy, which um, for me was kind of upsetting. It's like because it was in the bull pit. And it was more proof that there were young boys with older men. And I just I just didn't like it. And listening to that um, audio gave me the creeps. Like I felt like that um, the man that was speaking was just not nice at all. And when I have that kind of energy, I just don't want to give them energy. I don't want to give them my energy and Fair I drop enough. away. Yeah. 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 So it kind of, you know, whilst they're good captures or great captures if that um, – we don't want to be communicating with those spirits personally. That, yes, that's my preference. Yeah. You don't want your energy to go to that. Uh-uh. Gotcha. I don't want to feed them. No. Um, so they also um, have in the kitchen, they have the tap starts running randomly, which is really cool. Um, a guy um, gets grabbed, like fully grabbed by the back of the jumper on his shirt, on his hood, and apparently that's quite common. Really? In, yeah, quite common in the kitchen. Apparently they just grab the clothes. Yeah. Um, and the walkie-talkie as well um, keeps getting turned on and turned off and no one can, like they're talking to each other but they can't hear each other because some spirit is kind of blocking the out. Interfering. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> is this like the walkie-talkie from the tour operator? People? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Um, and there's heaps of unexplained sounds which you can hear on that audio as well. Um, they go into the Gravillia room and they capture this human-like figure between two doors and it's crazy. So it's like looking out, um, you know, like hospital doors, how they've got the glass panel in the middle Yeah. and it's, there's a corridor in the middle 
middle and on the other side is another door with a glass panel. Yeah. And this, the both doors are shut and you're inside this room and they've just done this video and they've done a still of the video and they've gone past the door and there's a spirit that's stuck between, well, not stuck, but in between the two closed doors and it's just peeking out behind the architrave. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. Peekaboo. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can also hear the door lock latches going in all of the rooms, um, which is quite significant because the latches are only on the outside of the doors. And so when they're filming, I believe, um, they're, I think they're on the inside of the room and they can hear the door lock latches on the outside and there's no one out there because they're all on the inside. Mm. Um, and then they've also heard voices in the cellar. Uh, which is a really fucking creepy place um, where the voice help is heard. So I'm really keen to go down there. And um, there's the spirit that pulls the hoodie jumper is also down there as well. You're really keen to go down and help. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know who's saying help. Like sometimes it can be the help that's kind of like, come here, I'm kind of scream help and I'm going to be the boy who cried, not the boy who cried wolf, but I'm going to be the the kind of the... The luring. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I'll um, just push you down into the cellar. <laughs> yep. You said you wanted to. Off you go. Um, so the man who is believed to be the jumper puller, yep. his name is Tommy Kennedy, and he um, was originally hired as the kitchen hand. So I'm not sure whether he was actually an impatient and became a kitchen hand as, yeah, a, as okay. a job or a, yep. a role um, or whether he was an outsourced kitchen hand and oh, just mate, that, likes who'd go to... go for that job? Honestly, honest mm. to God, who would go for that job? I don't know. It was some widows. I don't know. No, thanks. I don't know. Um, so, in 1954, on the 30th of August, a skeleton of an escaped patient was discovered in the bush outside. Her name was Frances Eileen Dobson. And that name is so familiar. Is it? I don't know why. Oh. Weird. Go on. Sorry to interrupt already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But apparently she was one of the uh, escaped prisoners. Oh, my goodness. That's basically what they they were, right? Well, they essentially were, yeah. One of the escaped patients, and she'd been missing for about six years. But she was found where? Skeleton was found in the bush outside. In the bushes. Yeah. Found in the bushes. That's sad. Yep. Yeah, so it's just kind of like there's just death everywhere. There's skeletons remains everywhere. There's, like, people that are free roaming the streets everywhere. It's kind of, like, really, really, really crazy. She escaped, but she didn't get far. No, not far at all. She must have hurt herself mm. in the escaping part. Yeah. That's or maybe maybe she was naked and froze in the night, you know, like in the elements, because if she wasn't, if she was unwell, if she may, may have been malnourished... Could have got lost. She could have got... Well, it was just outside in the bush. It's on top of a fucking hill. You can see where you're going. Yeah. It's a shame to have escaped. I know. Sad. So sad. And then to be not... Like, just to be laying there for six years or so. I can't remember if it was six years. I'm sure it was six years. It's a long time. It's a long time just to, to find bones and... Yeah, it's crazy. But everyone that escaped, apart from the ones that I've mentioned, are believed to have been recaptured, which is the word that they used... Um, and brought back in. And 9,000 out of the 12,000 people ever registered, admitted, admitted, died. That's huge. Mm, It's crazy. And only a third of the population ever left or were still alive by the time they closed. Wow. It's crazy. Um, There is also another spirit, and this one, people report seeing a ghost lying on the ground dead like a dead ghost because this one woman was pushed out of a top floor window because another patient wanted her cigarettes oh so that's what you do mm. that's uh, easier than asking can i have a smoke yeah bum a smoke mm. just mm-hmm. push you out mm. i think the pusher was belonging in the asylum wow maybe i don't know but now this ghost still just lays there yeah so people see a person like a the spirit of a person laying on the ground underneath this, wherever this window is. A drop ghost. Yeah. Drop ghost. <laughs> it's crazy. Sorry. Um, and the last spirit that I want to mention, who I'm really excited to meet when we go there, is named Terry. 
and he is found in the kitchen and he intelligently responds with noises and staff often um can you can he make me breakfast in the morning as well he could probably make you smell breakfast that's about as good as it'd get but he wouldn't be able to make it for you i'd be impressed with the smell of pancakes Mm, well yeah put your orders in maybe yeah um so staff um used to talk to him all the time apparently and the staff that still exist now talk affectionately about Terry, the ghost in the kitchen that would talk to them. Wow. So I'm really looking forward to meeting Terry. But overall, I think Beechworth, as um, as fucked up as, you know, it was in terms of its treatment, I feel like the original intention for that place for some was... Just where do we put people that are... What do we do with this lot? uh, Yeah, basically. Where do we put this group of people who just don't know how to be humans? And then there was also obviously some sort of intertwined um, influence that came from the medical field that may have tried to have been quite cutting edge or, you know, at the forefront of treating mental illnesses and mental health because they seem to employ some really amazingly beautiful doctors and staff, just from what I've read. They seemed to have had that theory about where to build it. And it is a stunning, stunning building, like series of buildings. There's actually, if you Google it, there's a a drone capture that goes over the whole of Mayday Hills. It is a beautiful building. They had this opening ceremony on the day that it opened and there's all these rich people dressed to the nines and all their horses and carts and everything, all these photos taken, and it's like picnics on the park. It's like all pretending that it's not what it is. Yeah. But the buildings are gorgeous, like stunning. Um, So I feel that overall the intention was beautiful and I think that the 9,000 people that died, I feel like there must have been some kind of good on the land, if not in amongst the asylum as well, to free a lot of those spirits. Because looking at the building, and until I go there, I'm not really going to get a sense of it, but I do trust a lot of the other paranormal investigators that have been there because obviously it's number one on a lot of people's lists. Um, It just doesn't seem as active as what I would imagine it would be for that many deaths. Sounds hectic. It does. So I, I just can't help but believe um, and feel that there must have been some kind of force or some kind of source of, of um, peace and, um, I guess, unconditional love for the people in that place uh, to be able to help pass on the spirits. I'm not sure whether the, the church that was there or the, the people that worked there in terms of the spirituality side of things, because I couldn't find anything. I was just like hoping that there would be some mention of it, you know, with the emerald, the amethyst, you know, being on the hill. I thought, where is the, where's the information on the spiritual side of this? Because surely there would have had to have been a spiritual aspect to it. In the 1800s, that was sort of huge, all of that sort of beginnings of spirituality looking at communicating with spirits I was just reading up on that today actually something that prompted me to do my own research actually at a place that Matt and I visited um, when we were in London there was a really old operating theater go on and it was in the crypt of a church (gasps) I know what yes an operating theater in the crypt of a church yep that is How? one of the oldest original operating theatres. Is that what they would do? Um, it was it was an unusual spot for it to have eventually like for it to have eventuated. It wasn't intentional, but it kind of worked out well because the lighting was good. And anyway, <laughs> um, but then long story short, I I read this up on a lonely planet and um, and I thought this is awesome. Uh, let's go here and have a look. So there's heaps of artifacts and heaps of stories and. Their website's really awesome and I was just reading up on it. There was like a four-part spirituality series on in the mid-1800s. Mm. Um, so maybe I'll do a similar thing and read that out to you. It's yes, It's not spooky. Please. It's just interesting how it all, that, that side of things, yeah. was quite in the high-end society that would have mediums over to talk about contacting spirits and all of that. So Wow. Cool. 
Anyway, but to end up with the beach, I just took that on a tangent. No, I loved it. Yeah. I geek out on all that stuff, so I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, we were, I was 22 when we went over there, but yesterday I saw a, a photo of, I'm, I think it actually was that place, but it reminded me of being there. And then I, when I looked it up, like that website wouldn't have been there when I was there, but it's certainly there now. It's really, really cool. So. You have to tell me all the details later so I can Google it. Yeah, well, we've got photos of stuff. I'm actually lying on a really old operating table in one of them somewhere. We'll have to dig out. And... Ew. I know. <laughs> How did you get so brave that day? <laughs> I was all just... I suppose you're used to that stuff. But ignorance is bliss too. And back then I was like, whoa, that's so old. I'm 22. Let me lie on it. Take a photo of me. <laughs> Take a photo of me looking With scared and sign. freaked out. <laughs> no, I think I'm doing this. <laughs> Fake scared face. Oh. Anyway, tourist. Another day. Yeah, <laughs> silly Australian. <laughs> mm, silly Australian. So I'm planning on doing a bit of a, a bit of a series of these. So every now and then I'll just drop one in, um, and I'm going to try and do it in the order of the locations that I want to go to. Oh, that's some forethought. You're putting mm. into that. Yes. Great. Well, that's thank just, you, Tracy. You're welcome. That was enlightening. Mm. I didn't weigh not even a little bit. No. I might have nightmares. Yeah. I'm a baby. I'm going to show you the photos as well. Yes. Yeah. Put them up. Uh-huh. I tried to keep it as light as I could. Thank you. I didn't want to freak people out too badly. No, no, especially if we're expecting people to maybe meet us down there one day. I know, right? That's what I was just like, oh, I better go easy if I've got half a hope of having anyone join. That was cool. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Catch you later. Bye.